Entrepreneur on Fire 632. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Want to become a smarter snacker? NatureBox is always filled with wholesome ingredients and their products are nutritionist approved and sent right to your door. Visit naturebox.com slash fire and receive 50% off your first box. That's naturebox.com slash fire. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50 plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. What, 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 what's up, Fire Nation? John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Jeremy Reeves. Jeremy, are you prepared to ignite? I absolutely am. Yes. Jeremy is a sales funnel specialist and the host of the Sales Funnel Mastery Podcast. He's worked with some of the internet's leading entrepreneurs to drive more consistent sales and exponentially grow their businesses by uncovering key leverage points and implementing advanced strategies into their businesses, mostly through automation. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Jeremy, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Sure, sure. So yeah, uh, as John said, my name is Jeremy Reeves. Uh, I'm a uh, what you would call a sales funnel specialist. So uh, I, I kind of had my background in uh, copywriting. I was a copywriter for uh, several years, and uh, and now you know being a, a sales funnel specialist is uh, is essentially my specialty. So I'm a, a copywriter who builds uh, automated sales funnel for my for my clients. Uh, so, so essentially, what I do is is take their you know their their current marketing, everything they're doing, and put it into um, sequences and uh, you know segment different lists and and get everything automated so that they can they can segment their prospects from from their buyers and and uh, different segments of each of those lists uh, and put it into automated sales funnels so that uh, essentially what happens is people just come to their website and uh, they're they're kind of categorized automatically into different groups okay and then they join different lists different email lists or uh, in some cases direct mail lists or things like that uh retargeting or you know however we we you know get back in touch with them uh through these these sales funnels and uh, and essentially you know take them from step a to step b which is step a is you know essentially coming coming to their website uh for the first time uh for whatever they're interested in whatever that the business owner sells uh, and step B would be, you know, essentially purchasing the products uh, and then and then purchasing additional products and, and things like that. Uh, so that's uh, that's what I help my clients do. Well, speaking from personal experience, Fire Nation, automation is what being an online entrepreneur is all about. As soon as we implemented Infusionsoft into our systems, it changed everything. It opens up so much more time. It opens up so much more capabilities for you and your team to work on other tasks, to actually leverage and scale the information that you've already created once, let that run on its own, and then boom, go off and create some other great product or service or more content for your audience. And Jeremy, we're going to dive into exactly what you've done specifically, mistakes you've made and all of that stuff in a little bit here. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So Jeremy, take it away. Yeah, so my one of my favorite quotes is, uh, and I actually have, uh, I got my, 
uh, my nephew to actually, actually my nephew's girlfriend to actually uh, write this on on my office wall. So she came in. She's an artist, amazing <laughs> nice. artist, uh, and she actually painted this quote on my wall. So the quote is: "Overcome the notion that you must be regular. It robs you of the chance to be extraordinary." And uh, and I I just think that's such an amazing quote because you know in the, in this day and age there is so much competition. There's so many people vying for your attention. You know, uh, people are just so distracted by everything going around them uh, that if you aren't extraordinary, if you aren't coming with something that people have, it's so unique and so just incredible. Uh, you're going to get washed out and, and nobody's ever going to find you. And if they do happen to find you, they're not going to stick around to hear, you know, how you can help them and, and what's so special about what you're doing. Uh, so that, you know, I've, I've taken that, that principle and just apply that in every area of my life, not just business, but, you know, with health, with being a father, with being a husband. Um, and I, I think just if you, if you have the mindset of, you know, I don't want to be mediocre anymore. I want to be extraordinary. I want to be the top 1% in every single part of my life. Uh, it, it just does amazing things for, for your life. Jeremy, I want to hone in on that word unique because it's so important for Fire Nation to really absorb the importance of it. And I love saying that USP, what is your USP, that unique selling proposition? Because Jeremy, we as entrepreneurs are deluged by what I call the weapons of mass distraction. They're Mm -hmm. everywhere. Those bright, shiny objects are always popping up, alluring us here, alluring us there, distracting us in this situation. Fire Nation, Mm -hmm. find that USP that you're passionate about, that excites you, that lights that flame, dominate that niche, and be special in that one certain area, and let everything else take care of itself. And Jeremy... Wow, I love the theme that this interview is already taking shape with. So let's keep this moving forward and really start focusing now on your journey. Because here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we tell stories, Jeremy, not just aerial views. So take us to a story of a time in your life that you failed. Tell us that story, Jeremy, and the lessons you learned. Yeah, sure. Um, and it, it's actually funny because it, uh, it kind of channels right into what you're just saying. Uh, so my biggest challenge that I faced in the, the first few years of my business was actually figuring out how to differentiate myself. Uh, so it's, it's funny you just mentioned that. Um, so when I first started, and probably a lot of people listening to this know what a copywriter is. You know, we write sales copy, uh, essentially uh, salesmanship and print, that kind of thing. Okay, Jeremy, um, get specific dates, times. Let's really okay. be there with you for this story. Okay. Sure, sure. So this was in 2008. Uh, that's when the, the business first, you know, kind of launched and started. And, uh, and I was, you know, one of a, a million copywriters right. out there. And, uh, you know, there, there's so many. And uh, I've always heard, you know, specialize, 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 but it really never hit me. Um, so I, it took me a couple of years um, until, until probably about 2012 to figure out really what my unique talents were. Um, and, you know, it took me up from 2008 to 2012. I was just a copywriter. You know, I didn't specialize in any, any area. I didn't specialize in, uh, in doing anything unique, really. Um, and I did, I actually did good um, just because, just because of hard work, you know, just working constantly and just, uh, and that kind of thing. Um, but it never really, never took me to like where I was trying to get. Um, so I wanted to figure out what was, what was different about me than other copywriters. And, uh, for me, uh, it, it was the fact that I always thought about strategy rather than just thinking about the the sales copy itself. It was always, okay, let's first think of the marketing strategy behind the sales copy. 
uh, because you know you can have the best written copy that was ever written in the world, but if you're you know if you have the wrong audience going to that message, if you're uh, telling them the wrong things, if your offer is set up the wrong way, if you're not positioning yourself the right way, uh, then that copy really isn't going to do much. Uh, so that's that was kind of step one in differentiating myself was just telling clients that I understood you know the marketing strategy behind the copy. Uh, and then the the big shift, uh, and this really hit me in uh, in 2012, and I really implemented it uh, last year. Uh, probably Jeremy, about- is this shift moving towards a massive failure that you encountered? Let me break it back here for a second. Um, we're not really looking for kind of like glossing over a couple years of you finding yourself. We're looking for one story, Jeremy. Take us to a time as a copywriter. We want to be there. When that person just said, this is horrible, give me all my money back. I don't care what that story is, Jeremy, you failed. Tell that story. Yeah. Um, so I would say it was, instead of one specific person, um, I think it was just me not hitting my goals. Um, so the failure wasn't someone actually saying, Jeremy, this is horrible, you didn't give me what I asked for, or anything like that. Uh, it was more of just, you know, me not getting there, me not not being able to really produce what I wanted to produce and to give clients what they were asking for, you know, um, and, and and that's when the uh, the shift was essentially. But when that's I still realized- vague, Jeremy, that's still just kind of being vague and overarching. And we don't really take lessons away unless we see a specific thing that you did in your journey that was an absolute failure. And then we can learn from that. Okay. Um, I, ha- I had one client in particular and, and he came to me and essentially I, I did the project for him, but he came and, uh, and he said, you know, I, I need more. You know, there was, I, I gave him the, the first project that we did was just a, a sales letter for him. Uh, th- and that, that was, you know, everything went well. And he came back and he said, you know, there's, there's more that I have to do. Uh, and he actually wanted to, uh, to build more of a, of a sequenced event, more of more automation and things like that. And I didn't know the, the various tools and I didn't know the, the resources that he need and, uh, and that kind of thing. So I couldn't help him. Uh, so he actually went and, and looked elsewhere. Um, I'm not, I'm actually not even sure if he, if he found anybody cause I never heard from him again. Um, and that, I would say that was probably the, uh, kind of the, that the number one thing that hit me and said, okay, I really need to, to focus on this and figure out, you know, figure out all these resources and how to do all this. And uh, I, I think that's probably what, what really pushed me to say, okay, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm not going to be a generalist anymore. I'm going to focus on this exclusively. Um, and, and, you know, now I can, I can help people. I'm not uh, failing in the sense that when they're coming to me asking questions, um, now I, I know the answers to give them. Does that help? Yeah, that helps. And where was the place that you really found success in learning these skills that you wanted to implement? I mean, a lot of it was self-taught um, because, you know, two years ago or so, um, sales funnels wasn't really like a big keyword. It wasn't a buzzword. Um, so a lot of it was self-taught. A lot of it, I actually looked uh, towards what what companies like Infusionsoft and uh, and uh, Office Autopilot and, you know, they just changed to Entreport. Um, I looked at what they were doing and I kind of followed... Uh, I kind of just dove into that and, uh, you know, I've had their systems for a while, but never really uh, implemented them all that much until a couple of years ago. And uh, so I would say those companies were the ones that I really just, I followed what they were doing and uh, and I saw how they were splitting up their campaigns and how they were building these uh, different automated uh, sequences and things like that. And uh, And then kind of wrap my own little unique spin around it. 
See, Fire Nation, this is a great takeaway where you don't actually need to find those perfect courses or those tutorials that are out there when you need to learn something. In fact, sometimes when you look for them and you find they're not there, that's Mm -hmm. a light bulb. That might go off and say, wow, well, it's not out there and I know that I need to learn this and obviously other people need to learn this kind of stuff. Maybe Mm -hmm. I can start being that person that's looked to in this niche. That can be a huge opportunity for you out there. And Jeremy, we're going to now go to the other end of the spectrum. And I know that you know that we're all about stories. And that's yep. what we're really focused in on. So take us to that other end of the spectrum. You share with us a struggle and a, and a, and a little mini failure that you had by not pleasing a client. We've all been there. It hurts, but we learn so much from that. Mm-hmm. Now tell us that moment in time that you had one of your aha moments. Obviously, you've had multiple, but we want that story based around one light bulb moment that you had at some point in your journey and the steps you took, Jeremy, to turn that idea into success. I'll start with the aha moment um, and then uh, and then kind of the, you know, I've, I've made it moment. Uh, sure. So the the aha moment started when uh, I went up to my business coach and I was actually kind of telling him um, about all of these, uh, all these things that were happening in my business where, you know, I, I wanted to, to specialize and I couldn't figure it out. And then that happened with a client. And, uh, and the aha moment came when he was, he was kind of forcing me to figure out, to look back over the past few years of my life and figure out where my strengths were. Um, and I figured out that it was, my kind of my ability to 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 integrate the copy with the marketing strategy and and figure out uh, the steps that people were go- about to take throughout the sales process. Um, so it really took him to to really push and prod me uh, quite a bit. I was a little bit uh, a little bit resistant uh, <laughs> as as he was doing it, um, but it, you know it really uh, it took probably a good hour or two to to really pull it out of me. Um, because, you know, sometimes it's hard looking, you know, at yourself. Uh, so my aha moment really was when he was just pushing me and pushing and pushing me to figure out what it was about me, uh, that was really special, you know, and, uh, and it's, it came out to be my ability to, uh, create these, these funnels and, and essentially, uh, cause I have a background in psychology. I went to, uh, I went to college for, uh, for psychology. So I've always had an interest in kind of, how how the human brain works and how how humans just interact and and uh, you know uh, kind of have their thoughts on a daily basis and uh, so when I'm when I'm looking at how to increase sales I always look at okay what are the thought sequences that people are having uh, so that was my I, I kind of combined that that strength um, with the automation that that tools like Entreport and uh, and uh, Office Autopilot provide and uh, and that's you know really kind of the the synergy um, was me, you know, being a sales funnel specialist. Well, Fire Nation, that's really what I want to focus in on right now is what Jeremy mentioned about thinking outside of the box. Like as entrepreneurs, as individuals, when we're sitting down and we're doing that thing, we can't always see all the different angles. And that's why Jeremy relied on his mentor, his boss, his coach. And that was so critical to open his eyes up to other avenues. And that's why having a mentor, being part of a mastermind is so critical to every entrepreneur success because you need those different viewpoints, those different examples, and people in different industries and niches are also going to see things differently, and those are potential clients too. So really take that down. So Jeremy, kind of break it down for us into just one takeaway that you learned from that experience in your life and then move right into the proudest entrepreneurial moment. 
Yeah. So my, my one takeaway of that was uh, actually, you know, as you said, you really, really need a coach. Uh, I've, I've had uh, and the same coach for a couple of years now. And um, every, every year I take a couple of days to, to go up to Martha's Vineyard to visit him. Um, oh, this cool. year I'm actually, I'm taking my family up for a week, you know, and, and kind of putting that in the mix there. <laughs> uh, and, Every time I go up there, there, there are always things, you know, I, I noticed that throughout the year, I'm always planning and writing down ideas and things like that, but things really don't get done. And the, the big shifts always happen when I come home from that coaching session. Um, so, I mean, my, you know, my, my number one takeaway, uh, from that is, is to just say to have somebody outside of yourself, you know, have somebody that can look over the things you're doing, whether it's uh, a, a, a specific coach uh, or a, a mastermind or something like that, or both uh, preferably, right. uh, you know, but, but have, have a network of people that you can say, Hey, you know, I'm thinking of this. What do you think? Or and Jimmy, hey, let's just kind of maybe share with fire nation um, a way or two that you found success in finding that right mentor and that right mastermind. Yeah. So for me, for me, it's actually funny. Uh, it was pretty easy because I, uh, I went to a quarterly meeting of one of my clients and he was actually that client's coach. Uh, so I got to spend, uh, I think it was two, two days watching him, uh, coach my, my client and his whole team. Uh, so I was like, you know what, this, this guy, he just resonated with me, uh, quite a bit. So I said, you know, Hey, how much do you charge? And, uh, when I first started with them, it was, it was a fortune, but I made myself do it. Uh, (laughs) and, uh, you know, thankfully now it's, it's not a fortune anymore, um, because of that. Comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. Comparatively. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it was, so I was, uh, I would say, I would say, you know, if I was lucky in that regard, uh, most people probably won't get lucky like that and just finding someone, you know, haphazardly like that. Uh, so I would, I would say, you know, ask, ask around, ask your buddies, uh, you know, if, if they have a coach and, and to refer them and, and talk to them and see, you know, see, maybe talk to two or three, see who resonates with you. You know, if there's someone like, you know, that has a podcast or, or, you know, sells information, does coaching online, um, you know, talk to them, see if they resonate with you. And, uh, and if they do, then try them out. And Fire Nation, it's always a fortune when you start, when you have that right person that's going to deliver the value for me. That right person was Jamie Tardy, the eventual millionaire who was a great podcaster, a great business coach, and it was a fortune, but I invested in myself at $1,000 a month, which is not a fortune at this time, but at that time, it was for me proportionally like we talked about, Jeremy, and Mm -hmm. she led me on that path to where in April alone, we generated $232,000 in gross revenue, so therefore, looking back on that fortune, quote-unquote, $1,000 investment, it's actually turned out to be a pretty wise way of spending money instead of some alternatives like you know a vacation or Mm -hmm. a fancier car or something like that. I mean, investing yourself, Fire Nation, in ways that really have have opportunities of paying off big time. And Jeremy, take us to that proudest moment. Yeah, the proudest moment, uh, and this this is an easy one. Uh, when I when I first uh, asked my wife to marry her, one of the I made her a promise, and because she's I've I've we're high school sweethearts, uh-huh. uh, and, and since then, you know, she's always wanted to be a mom. You know, that was her like life goal is just to be a mom, to be able to stay at home and watch the kids. So when uh, when we first got engaged, I I promised her that I would, uh, you know, and this is this is at a time where we were barely scraping by, totally. and, you know, it was hard just getting food on the table. And I, I promised her that I would eventually get to the point where she didn't have to work and she could stay home with the kids. And, and so the proudest moment uh, for me was when that happened, you know, and now we have, uh, we have a, a three-year-old and a, and a one-year-old. 
the three-year-old has autism, so we we need somebody here um, all the time. So it's uh, it's definitely a you know a dream come true to uh, to have her here all the time. She's in, yeah, I mean it brings tears to my eyes when I think about how amazing my mom she is. Um, so that was my you know that's my uh, my definite uh, I've made it moment was you know telling her hey you know we I'm confident enough that uh, that you can stay home and you don't have to work anymore and you know we closed her hairstyling business and she became a stay at home mom. Now, Fire Nation, if that is not the proudest entrepreneurial moment, if that is not something worth busting your hump for every day to make it happen, I don't know what is. Jeremy, thank you for sharing that. And let's move forward into today, your current business. You have a lot of cool things going on, Jeremy, in a lot of different directions, but share with Fire Nation today the one thing that just has you most fired up. At the beginning of this year, I started a new uh, new service called Funnel Days, and it's it's essentially a uh, a thing where I can actually meet my clients in person and spend a day with them to help them, uh, you know, kind of craft and, and build out their funnel for them. Uh, so I would say, out of everything that's going on, uh, that's probably the most exciting because uh, it you know it allows me to to actually be with the client and, and build a better relationship with them and uh, and really show them because sometimes it's a little bit hard to you know, kind of visualize how everything works and how, how each little sequence is going to go into the next one and, uh, and that kind of thing. So, um, so I, w- I would say that is definitely the most, uh, the most exciting thing, uh, just because it, it provides such a high level of value to the clients. Um, and I get to spend time with them and meet them. And it's, so it's just, uh, it's a really fun thing to do. Awesome. Awesome. Well, with the Del Mar Fair just starting right down the road here in San Diego, whenever you say the word funnel, Jeremy, I just think funnel cakes. And now I'm hungry. I love funnel cakes. I love funnel cakes too. Oh, man. So, Jeremy, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. The best time to start building your team is before you feel the stress and overwhelm that comes with running your own business. You and I both know that trying to do everything on your own can be exhausting. That's why I launched Entrepreneur on Fire on day one with two team members already on board, but it wasn't an easy task to manage. If you've ever posted an online classified job ad, you know managing the post is a full-time job in and of itself. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites and to social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. From there, ZipRecruiter.com will even highlight your best candidates for you. Then you can screen them, rate them, and hire the best one for your position. Try ZipRecruiter.com and find out why they've been using over a hundred thousand businesses. Right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. And again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. I was chatting with a good friend of mine the other day about nutrition. He was convinced that in order to be in great shape, you had to focus most of your intention on your workout routine. I disagree with him, stating that I believe that 80% of staying in fit has to do with the types of foods you're putting into your body. To give an example, I brought up some of my old snacking habits, which included snacks with high fructose corn syrup and trans fats. Well, with the help of NatureBox, I've completely changed the way that I snack without forfeiting convenience or taste. NatureBox offers a variety of delicious snacks like the cranberry almond bites and the whole wheat figgy bars delivered for free straight to your door. 
Plus, they have strict quality standards, which means no high fructose corn syrup, no partially hydrogenated oils, no trans fats, no artificial sweeteners, no artificial flavors, no artificial colors. Visit naturebox.com slash fire to receive 50% off your first box, Fire Nation. That's naturebox.com slash fire. So Jeremy, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I actually got started being an entrepreneur pretty easily. Uh, like I said, back in college is actually when I started my business. Um, so I, when, I, when I turned, uh, I think it was 18, uh, I read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes. And I, I instantly knew, even though I was in college to be an employee, uh, I instantly knew at that point that I didn't want to be an employee. Uh, so in my senior year of college is, uh, is when I officially started the business. And I, at that point I was, uh, going to school full time, working four days a week and had the business, uh, with any extra second of the day that I could do it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so it was actually fairly easy for me to, to make that shift to become the entrepreneur. Uh, the one thing that held me back, uh, from really getting to, to my, you know, my dream income goals, uh, was charging what I was worth. And right. that was, uh, I, I think for me, it was a self-confidence issue, you know? So it actually took me uh, a couple of years, probably a good, a good two or three years, um, to really, you know, to really build up that, that confidence in myself to see, um, to see, you know, what I was doing for clients and look back and reflect on, okay, you know, that this client paid me X dollars and, and then looking back and saying, Hey, you know, I made them a thousand times what they paid me, <laughs> you know, maybe I should be charging a little bit more for this. <laughs> um, so it actually took me quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of time to, to get over that, uh, and, and to, you know, kind of raise my prices to, uh, to be in line to where they should be, you know? Not only did that help me uh, financially, obviously, um, but it also one of the big shifts, and this is a big issue with with uh, service providers. Uh, one of the biggest shifts that I noticed was the 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 type of client that I was getting. Uh, whereas a lot of times in my earlier days, it was it was more of a I was just seen as like a vendor, just okay, here do this, and you know, uh, after we're done, you know, like the relationship's kind of over and that kind of thing. Uh, whereas once I once I really established myself as part of their part of their team, like somebody they can go to and refer to back over over and over again and raise my rates, uh, the clients actually I, I felt that they actually appreciated me more, you know, because they're paying more money. Uh, it's kind of like if you buy a really nice car, you're going to take care of it better than, you know, like a little <laughs> junker. Um, and that's, you know, I was the junker <laughs> for the first couple right. of years. Um, so, you know, if you're a service provider um, or even if you have a product and, and you're really low priced in your market, you know, think of how you can provide more, more value and then raise your prices. And Fire Nation, this is a mindset shift as well. Don't look at it as like you're charging by the project or you're charging by a certain dollar amount by the hour because mm. what you've actually done is you've distilled years and sometimes decades worth of knowledge, time, and energy spent into whatever you're actually good at. So your client, they're not paying you per hour. They're paying you for that entire wealth of knowledge that you've created over that time frame, especially with like what Jeremy does when he is just creating massive value in return on his systems and setups. There is no reason that he should not be pricing himself anywhere but where that value lies, not on any kind of dollars and cents mind frame. And Jeremy, what is the best advice you've ever received? 
Yeah, that's a good one. I've uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of good <laughs> advice over the years. Uh, I would say the one thing that had the biggest impact in my personal business uh, is to have a very high end service. So there's you know there's probably everybody listening to this. There's you probably have uh, several either products or services or both, uh, and the, you know they're probably priced somewhere in the range of everywhere else that your competitors are. Uh, if you come out with a really high end service, uh, not only does it position you better for all of your other products and services. Uh, but just getting a couple sales of those really high-end services or, or products, um, it, it really has a huge, huge, huge impact on your bottom line. You know, if you're if you're making uh, just say hundred thousand dollars a year and you come out with a service uh, that's say thirty thousand uh, dollars, if you only make one of them a year, you've increased your income by thirty percent. So it's you know there's uh, and plus obviously you have to do something that uh, that you have the value to back it up. You know, or, no, or nobody's ever going to buy it. Um, but, uh, but for me, you know, and that's, that's what my funnel day, uh, really did for me was, you know, it's, uh, it's a high end service that I, that I charge, you know, because I'm in person consulting with them. Huge. Um, and it, it provides such an, just such an amazing value. Uh, and then, and then the, the relationship that it builds, it builds, you know, uh, clients that, that are willing to pay more money, that are willing to pay more money for longer periods of time, uh, like, you know, retainers and things like that. Um, so that's what I would say is my, uh, my, my best, uh, advice, actually best advice that I took action on. <laughs> and that's exciting too. And fire nation, think about differentiating yourself like that. I mean, I mm-hmm. love Jeremy's funnel in a day methodology and just that mindset for entrepreneurs. We're busy, but if we can just block off one day and just sit down and crush a funnel, and that's just going to be something that's then going to be running on an automated system Boom, count it. I mean, we just actually hired a guy, Zach Swinehart, which was, who was online in a day. And we sat down and just completely recreated three of our sales pages for Entrepreneur on Fire, for Podcasters Paradise, for Webinar on Fire, and for Podcasts on Fire. And with a typical system, with a typical designer, that would have taken months potentially, at least weeks at the minimum of back and forth and losing momentum, gaining it back. This is just, we sat down in, in one day and we crushed it. So so Fire Nation, what can you do in your industry to do something like that that's going to add massive value and really differentiate yourself? And Jeremy, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Getting up at 5.30 every day, by far. I beat you by 10 minutes, 5.20. <laughs> yeah. But you're um, in Pennsylvania, that, so you're actually getting up at like 2.30 my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I've, uh, I've, been, I've been doing that uh, since, my, since my college years. And, uh, and I, actually, I actually started that uh, because I would have class at 7. Uh, or No, 8 o'clock. I had to leave here at 7.30. Uh, so I got up at 5.30 and would work um, either, either on my business um, or, you know, actually yeah, I started that in my, uh, I think junior, junior, senior year. Um, but I would, I would work on the business before going to class. Uh, and then, you know, during breaks, work on the business and, you know, after, after work, work on it again and, and that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I just stuck with that. Um, you know, get up or get up early. And, uh, and for me, productivity is a big thing. Uh, so I have a, an egg timer. And so when I'm, when I'm working, when I'm writing, uh, since that's my, that's my, you know, my money, uh, that's where I make my money is the actual writing. Um, I, I set a timer for 50 minutes and during those 50 minutes, nothing else happens except for writing. You know, I don't go on Skype. I don't go on Facebook. I don't, uh, check my, you know, my various stats. I don't check my email. You don't go take headshots, nothing. Yeah. 
<laughs> Inside joke, Fire Nation. Yeah, <laughs> which I need to do. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I would so I would say get up early and uh, and make sure your productivity, especially if you're in a service business. Uh, but even if you sell a product, you know, uh, you know, time is the one the one resource that you just you can never uh, regenerate. So at least not yet, at least. Uh, <laughs> so it's so uh, huge, and it's such a common theme, Fire Nation. So many successful entrepreneurs seize the day. They get up early. They become proactive right away instead of becoming reactive as so many people start their day, opening their inbox at 9 a.m. and they're shocked when it's full and then they're just hustling all day to try to catch up. No, seize the day. And I've had some great past guests, Hal Elrod specifically, who wrote The Miracle Morning, who talks about the power of that early seizing of that day. And hey, if you want to say that you're a, a, a late night person, that you're just a night owl, okay, if you say it, then that is the case. But if you want to start changing your mindset and start saying that you're an early bird, you can make that shift if you want to. It's on you. It's on your decision, Fire Nation. So cool. Jeremy, what I want to talk about now is an internet resource like an Evernote, like an egg timer that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners. Yeah. So for me, uh, since I'm always, you know, building different funnels and things like that, um, I would say the combination of Entreport, which is what I use. Uh, and, you know, I mean, you could also use Infusionsoft. They're really, really similar. Uh, and uh, and uh, Optimize Press 2.0. Those are those are kind of my go to uh, resources for, you know, for setting up all the all the marketing automation and then uh, building the pages uh, for sales funnels. Awesome. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to these resources and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Jeremy Reeves. Jeremy, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Uh, the Pumpkin Plan by uh, Mike Michalowicz. Uh, so that's uh, just a really quick kind of uh, brief, you know, synopsis of that is uh, he essentially talks about uh, kind of trimming out your the the customers, clients, and services that you're doing uh, that aren't really making a big impact on on your actual uh, revenue that you generate, and focusing just kind of just you know getting hyper focused and figuring out you know okay what is the what is what's the top twenty basically the eighty twenty rule you know um, what's the top twenty percent that's producing eighty percent of the results and and really just focusing and finding that uh, and it could be. Uh, it could be income wise. It could be one of your services is doing that, you know, um, so just just kind of looking and trimming out things that aren't contributing to your business. Absolutely. And Fire Nation, Michael Michalowicz was a great past guest of Entrepreneur on Fire. Just type in Michael in the search bar. His incredible episode will pop right up. And of course, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Jeremy, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What do you do in the next seven days? This is a great question. Um, so... I have a very unique, uh, unique opportunity that I get in my business. I get to look at so many different businesses and really get behind the scenes of every business. Um, and, and these are, you know, everywhere from, you know, starting up, you know, six figure business businesses to I just worked with somebody who had a $30 million business. And 
every single business has a lot of uh, underutilized assets that they have in their business. You know, so they have uh, you know email lists, customer data- databases, uh, potential products or services that could be offered that aren't being offered. So things that could be making them more more money, could be generating more income, uh, could be serving their audience, and they aren't you know they aren't using them. So what I would do is I would take the $500 to get a prepaid cell phone, and then I'd use the laptop, go to Starbucks or whatever, and find uh, somewhere between 50 and 100 businesses that I could look at, at at a glance and figure out, okay, you know, they're doing good, but they have really good, uh, really solid uh, assets, like, you know, things like email lists, customer databases, potential products, that kind of thing. Um, and I would, I would, you know, kind of come up with two or three ideas for them off the top of my head and call them and say, hey, you know, I just looked at your business, but, you know, I know you're doing good, but you don't have, you know, X, Y, and Z implemented. Yes. Uh, what can I do? You know, I would like to essentially work with you for a day or two, implement these and, um, and not get anything up front. But instead, you can pay me, you know, 25% of the profits we make. Uh, so that's, uh, that's what I would do. Love that, Jeremy. That's specific. And that's something that anybody can take action on if mm-hmm. you attain the skill sets to implement those plans. So, Jeremy, thank you for being so incredibly inspiring, for letting us really hold your feet to the fire and make you tell us real stories, which we at Fire Nation just resonate so much here with. Why don't we end with you giving us one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure, sure. So I would, and this is this is one thing that I, I try to get all my clients to do. Um, I would find out exactly who your hyper buyers are and what you can do to give them more more value, more service. Uh, and, and what you have to do is essentially it's really easy. Just go through your list. You know, you probably have a list of customers and uh, potential clients and things like that, and find out who has paid the most for your products or your services they had. And then uh, what you do is you can you can do a survey online uh, to your whole audience. Uh, what I I prefer doing. Is just calling them. You know, if if you have, uh, you know, say ten of your best customers, and you call them on the phone, uh, number one, they're going to appreciate that because you're you're asking them things like, you know, how can I serve you better? You know, what what problems are are you facing right now? Um, you know, what what obstacles are you hitting? And then. You, you take their answers and you develop some kind of product or service that delivers uh, like a done for you solution for them uh, fixing that problem, you know, and, and obviously it would be high priced and, and that kind of thing, you know, go after the, you know, the high end uh, part of the market. Uh, and, and doing that, you know, again, like I, I talked about this a little bit before, you know, you're going to improve your positioning on everything else you do. Um, plus, you're going to cater to the people who uh, resonate with you the most. And you know that because they, you know, gave you the most money. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it's, it's a win, win, win for everybody, you know, for your, your audience that aren't part of your hyper buyers, uh, because you're, you know, you're creating better value and, uh, and you're positioning yourself better. Uh, it's a win for you because, you know, there's more, more revenue generated and it's a, it's a win for your, your best customers because you're specifically asking them, uh, how you can help them more, you know? So it's a, it's a really cool way to do that. So I would do that. Well, Jeremy, tell us how we can connect with you. Yeah, so uh, you can find pretty much everything about me at www.jeremyreeves.com, uh, and you know you'll you'll see on there. Kind of just uh, go there and and see. You know, I have I have products for sale. I have free stuff. I have free webinars, free reports, things like that. Uh, if you're interested in getting a sales funnel built uh, and having me build it for you, I have uh, you know there, you'll see the services tab in the navigation bar. So uh, just head over there and uh, and you can you, you'll figure out what to do from there. Jeremy, how awesome are webinars? 
they're amazing. They I are so <laughs> amazing, Fire Nation. I, I do I one every single week called the Podcast Workshop, but I also do one twice a month, actually, Jeremy, called Webinar on Fire. So, Fire Nation, if you want to do what Jeremy's doing with webinars and crushing it, what I'm doing with webinars, just go to webinaronfire.com, sign up for our next free live webinars about how to create and present a webinar that converts. It's awesome. And Jeremy, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. Type Jeremy into the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Jeremy, thank you for being so, so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks everybody for listening. Are you stuck in the rat race working that nine to five job, a job that brings you income but lacks satisfaction, dreaming of starting an online business where you can pursue your passion and create your own lifestyle? Take a leap now and join the world of online entrepreneurs. Learn how to build an online business step by step and get access to internet marketing services that can help take your business to the next level. It all starts with Anthony Tran at marketingaccesspass.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 